Welcome to Live Committed. It's a central platform for the Ariel Tribe community, where we believe in the individuals about executing the discipline of standards plus habits are going to equal results in their life. On this podcast, we want to provide a space where you can learn to grow through conversations and connection with other people to reach the highest vision that you have for yourself, mind, body, and spirit. And at Ariel Tribe, we are passionate about results. So whether you're feeling stuck in your business, your marriage, your spiritual journey, or whatever's going on in your life, we would love to invite you to the tribe to learn how you can live a committed life. You can always visit us at www.ariel-tribe.com. That's A-R-I-E-L-tribe.com to learn more about who we are and how to get connected to the tribe. So Aaron, let's get on with the show. What's up, tribe? We're back. We're back. Hello, tribe. Here we go. Another great topic up for discussion. And today, uh, we're going to tackle something that uh, both of us, as, as just as we're sitting here visiting, um, trying to talk it through a little bit, uh, I'm just really excited about where this is going to go. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. I, what we want to talk about today is um, a continuum. And you think about like a, a pendulum on a clock swinging back and forth the spectrum between purpose and production in our work life. And I think uh, what, we, what we observe in ourselves, what we observe in people that we um, are managing or in people that we're just observing in, in other work environments is that we live in this spectrum between uh, purpose and production where there are, there are groups of people who um, simply want purpose in their life. And, and so they're waiting for that one job that's going to fill yeah. all their purpose in, in some people find that some people do some people uh, if they were waiting around for that would starve to death yeah uh, because they they and and then on the other end you have people who are like I don't care this job doesn't matter to me at all I just want to make money I just want to I want to be able to live a certain kind of life I want to be able to and so I don't care who I step on I don't care what I don't care what job it is I don't care if it's legal um yeah. I, you know I, I I know people who have uh, a job of and it's essentially dishonest. Um, they they will uh, call companies, big companies like an IBM or a you know a 3M or something something big, okay. and and they'll call them and go, hey, um, this is your copier toner supply company, and you're due for a refill. How, okay, and the, and the, these companies are so big and so big, they're like, okay, whatever, uh, and so they send it and with with permission, he says in air quotes, like with permission, and then they bill it like four or five times higher than a normal, than their actual company would. And this, there's no, like the company just cuts the check, you know, and, and it's it's this absolutely unethical way to make money, but they're making a ton of money. Uh, and so they're doing this and like, wait, that's, that's wrong. Yeah, that's not okay. That's <laughs> but it, not okay. But at, that's at that end of that production spectrum. Like all I care about is producing in this yeah. world. Um, and so we live somewhere in the middle of that tension. And so today what we wanted to talk about is a little bit of um, something that we all struggle with. Like where do we sit in the tension between purpose and production? Because all of us at some point are going to um, find that we're in a job that we're like, I don't really like what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and on the flip side of that, you know, and so we need to buckle down and go, no, 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 I got to actually, I need to actually discipline myself and produce. And then on the other side of it, um, there's, there's, we're going to find ourselves in spaces where we're like, man, I love what I'm doing. 
my power bill's about to get turned off. Yeah. So there is that reality sure. that, we, that we wrestle with. And so um, we want to talk a little bit about this, like how do we live in this tension well? And, and I think there's several different pieces to this, and we're going to probably cover everything from work politics to all kinds of yeah. different things today. Uh, but this, this, this is actually something that I think if we don't get clarity around this for ourselves as individuals, um, we're really going to struggle to feel like we're making a difference in the world. Yeah, I, I do think it's a big one. And I think probably for the majority of the people watching this po- or listening to this podcast, um, they probably lean towards purpose, you know what I mean, uh, versus unethically selling in cartridges, right? You know, right. I couldn't believe it. He's yeah. like, I was proud of it too. Yeah. I was like, no, yeah, that's you're wrong. Like, no, you're like, we're, did you just air quote that? Yes, you did. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think you know, I, I like how you framed it up. Right? Is is that you know this purpose and and being productive in the sense of having to you know go out in the world and earn and, and take care of ourselves and our families and those responsibilities which we are called to do. I mean, right? We you know if if you're listening to this and you're in a leader of your home, that's you are called to do that. I, I truly do believe that. Yep. So the question, though, is is then how do you feel that purpose? And I, I do believe that God gives us purpose. I, just as he gives us our talents, I think he gives that call to us on our hearts. Yeah. And I think the first step to that, and we talked about this, is the only way for you to put your hands around that is you you yourself have to know what that is. I say it all the time. You can't give something you don't have. Right. You just can't. Like, it's just, it is physically impossible, Mm -hmm. right? You don't know what love is until you know what hate is. It's one of those things about life that, you know, until it begins to, you know, um, shape itself. And, And so... I think that that to me is the is the quest for purpose is is where you begin to you know I don't know if we really put our hands around it I think some people get close to it but I think it's one of those things that as we mature somebody's like man I am doing my purpose I would say today but who knows how that unfolds right and I think so my point in that is I think the second component one is knowing yourself but second is is leaning into that fog of of uncertainty of the future. Like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do, and this is a call in my heart and what this looks like. And so I might not have the perfect job or day, by the way, that doesn't exist. Right. Um, but, you know, but when you're in that space of where you're like, man, this isn't really work for me. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm hitting on all pistons, and I'm having many more great days than bad days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I know that this call on my heart is to do X. And I know people that are doing that, and they're also making a ton of money. Right. And then I know people that are doing that, and they're not making a ton of money. And that gets back to, I think, someone's, you know, what, what is the map that you want for your life? I mean, right. we, we all get the chance to, to paint that picture, you know? Um, I don't... I, I really do believe that personally. I mean, that's kind of my initial thoughts to it. So I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I I, I love what you're saying, and I and I'm thinking uh, as you're talking just about like so many people when they they get out of high school and and you're told and this is more or less true now than it than it used to be, but you're told like you can become anything you want, like just work hard. Yeah. If you you know uh, was it. Reverend Jesse Jackson used to say, this is a deep cut, but he used to say, um, you know, if you believe you can achieve. Yeah, I remember that. I I don't believe that's true. I, I think that you can become what you're intended to be. And that yeah. may be, there may be a broad spectrum within that, that you can become. But the truth is like, for me, I will never be a professional athlete, no matter how hard I train. 
Uh, I'm not athletically gifted enough to do it. I, I, I'm just not. Um, I want to be. I all, all I ever wanted to do growing up was to play football. You know, just like yep. every other kid. You know, I'm, I'm gonna be a professional athlete um, of some kind. But um, I, I'm never gonna be that. I'm I'm never going to be that. And so if I'm told if you just work hard enough, you know, you can become anything you want. Now I'm all for grit. I'm all for sure. stepping in. I'm all for pushing through. I'm all for growing. And what that will do is allow you to become more than you thought you could be. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that the world is my oyster and I can become anything I want. So it becomes really significant for me to understand what I'm supposed to be because I can't be whatever. And, and what that does, what it does to kids coming out of high school is they're because they've been told their whole life, just be anything. They wind up going, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't have any sense of focus or direction because nobody's helped me understand what am I good at? What am I not good at? Yeah. What, what do I, what are the things that I do innately that are just better than what anybody else can do? And, and we all have those things. Jim Collins talks about it in his book, Good to Great. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a, a, there's the things that I can be the best in the world at. And then there's the things that no matter how hard I try, yeah, you just, I'm going to be a one or a two <clears throat> out of 10 at Correct. that. And maybe I can be a three or a four, but why would I want to work so hard to be a four when I can innately be an eight, nine or a 10 at something yeah. else? If I just know what that is. Yeah. And I know like my kids um, coming out of high school, they were really kind of stranded. They're like, I don't know what I want to do. And I'm, and especially if you feel like, man, I'm, I got a lot of different talents in a lot of different areas. It's really hard to know how to focus those down. And so uh, I think one of the biggest things that you said there that was so profound is the younger, it, like if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s, the best gift you can give yourself is a really intentional, hard self-examination of like, who am I? How am I designed? What, what, what did God give me that he, he intended for me to bring to the world? How do I, how do I uh, impact the world through what God made me to be? Yeah. And understanding that. And I think, obviously, and I, I don't care what, if you use the Enneagram, if you use Strength Finders, you use the Disc Personality, I don't care what yeah, tool you, you gotta use. You got to go figure it out. But you got to use that and start leveraging it to become what you're intended to be. I think um, Aristotle said, where your design and the needs of the world meet, therein lies your vocation. There it does. You know, it's, and, and another thing, I love what you just said too, but another great tool is using low probe costs. So all of a sudden when you start to unpack yourself, you're like, hey, maybe I'm making something up. Would programming be something I might be interested in? I thought yeah. about it. You go take a small course at a city college, you know, or like there's just different ways to explore. I had a great conversation uh, Sunday with my daughter and we were just kind of talking about life. It was one of those rare moments. I'm like, wow, she's pretty captivated. So I'm going to take advantage of this. Right. And I said, honey, you know, life you know, and we're having breakfast, so I just like, okay, we'll just use food as now. What if all you ever ate was a hamburger? But you didn't know, like, what a piece of pizza was like or Chinese food. Like, you wouldn't know. You're like, what do you like? You're like, I love a hamburger. I'm like, that's what it is. I said, babe, I said, you don't know until life happens and you begin to explore it that you really know what the gifts that God gave you. Because many times our school systems serve a bunch of freaking hamburgers. Here's a book. Go memorize this formula. Come back, and I'm going to test you on it. Oh, good job for you. You're able to do that, and you get an A, and you get a D. I said that has no mark on what you were designed to do right. in terms of greatness. Right. It just wasn't. And I think this has something to do with purpose as we talk about finding it. I don't care how old you are. It's like you might be have done something or stuck in a place, 
Because you, all you're doing is trying to freaking hamburgers. Right. That's it. You're like, well, why, why not go find out what pizza is like in Chinese food? Well, that might take some risk. That might take, you know what I mean? Like, I might not like I it. I might like it. I'm, I might fail. I might fail at trying. Oh, great, that's feedback. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? So, and you learn you, way more from that. You totally do. You're like, yep, I don't like Indian food or I don't like <laughs> this. And it was interesting because it really kind of connected with She's like, Dad, I get your point. You know, and so getting to just to kind of mount on what, you know, to, to stack on what you were saying, you know, if you're young, like part of that, not just your self, is, is exploring the world that sits around us. Yep. And if you're sitting here listening, you're just like, yeah, I'm 60 and I'm still feeling that way. Well, great. Stop eating hamburgers. Let's go try something new right. about who you are so that whatever time you have left, you know, you can go do that purpose. But I agree with what you said about Aristotle. It's the crossroads of my gifts and my vocation to serving others. Right. And, and that, that's, I mean, that's, that, that's what I believe. If you want to get, you got to start giving. And I love what you're saying as far as like, Knowing what you're good at is critical. Knowing what you're not good at is maybe even more important. Totally. In in honing in what you're able to do and, and what you should not give energy to, um, and I think the part of the issue is you know we don't we don't take. I can't fail. Like I can't. So if there's a risk where I might fail, too many people just sit back and they're like, I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah. And so we have this, oh yeah, I could do it. You know, if, if I was going to do it, I would do it this way. Oh really? Go do it. Then go do it. Yeah, go yep. do it. And, and, and what you'll find is maybe you're right. Maybe you found, you built a better mousetrap. Yep. Maybe you did. And maybe you're full of crap. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know, and, and we, totally. but we don't know until we get there and, yeah. and learning that as the younger you can learn those things, the better off you'll be. And I think for us, you know, now in our late forties, here yeah. we are going, and you even said this before we started recording, like, I wish I would have done the self-exploring Ugh. a lot younger. It is the thing. It is the thing I invest. If, there, if somebody said, what do you invest in your kids? One, speaking life into them. But two, I encourage this. I'm like, you, you need to go find life. You yep. need to go find the call that God's put on your heart. And as a parent, I will fund it. Hundred percent. I, I will fund your I, failure. I will like you telling me I want to try this, 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 and this. Let's go. Yep. You if know if I mean? that leads to a life skill, if that leads to a life skill. You know, it's it just because it, it, too many times, like I said, I'm going to get back to you know, I guess throwing a rock at the school system. There's no practical application. You're like, listen, just because somebody's good at that, you know what I mean? A good student can memorize something. That doesn't translate into the one them having impact in this world. Right. It just doesn't, you right. know, I said, so, so to me, that, that's what this is all about. And, and I think that, again, when you begin to explore, I don't care, your gender, your, your, your sex, your age, whatever that's listening to this right now, we know that voice. It's just like when we all look in the mirror and when you're just brutally honest with yourself, like, okay, yeah, you're not, you're not the person you should be. Right. We know that voice. I don't care who you are. Yeah. But I also think that translates into... Okay, who, who, like, that's not who I'm supposed to be, but where am I going? And we know that tug in our hearts. And there is something, even the more that I talk about it with you, even for myself, you're like, oh, yeah, there's a little bit of fear connected to that one. Sure. Because I could, I could lose this, or could somebody think this of me? I mean, if we start getting really brutally honest with ourselves about it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I, I love what you're saying. Like, and I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're a boy or a girl. Yeah, I don't care. It doesn't matter. 
you look at yourself and go, there's this thing in me I want I want to explore. Like we know, we know those things that move our heart. And totally. and so many, so many people are like, I want to play video games all day. Well, okay, monetize it. Yeah. A lot of people have. They have. They and and you well, I don't know if I want to play it like if I have to, I might probably lose my interest. Oh, okay. So then that's not your purpose. Yeah. Um, and and people that like people that are gamers professionally, like that's all they know. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they only know video games and they're crazy good at them. Um, and they're all like nine years old or something. <laughs> yep. If you get online and play video games, which I don't rarely, you know, but if you do that, like you're, I just got shot by a 10 year old <laughs> again. Uh, you, you know, know, they, they're just crazy gifted at that. They're, they're gifted at understanding how those things function. I'm not, yeah. uh, I'm not. And I, so for me, if I can't, use a uh, something like that to just check my brain out for a while and let it download um it's no it's no joy for me i would never want to make a living doing that but there are people who do it and i'm glad they do because it's created a pretty substantial industry yep. um but whoever you who whoever you are listening to this wh wherever age you're at like the opportunity to just be honest about what what do I care about? Like, that's important. Yeah. That's important. Now, what I will also say to you is, so my son, who's 23, he did something that was actually really, really wise. Um, he has uh, his passion, his like thing that moves him is uh, he's ridiculously creative. And so he loves to write music and he loves to, you know, make film and, you know, all those kind of creative things. He loves that. He doesn't know how to monetize it yet. Um, and so he's like, I don't know what to do to actually pay my bills. And so what he did was he went to a community college and got a certification as an electrical maintenance um, person and, and great industry. Yeah. Not his passion, but it allows him to fund his passion. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that's a, what we, what we might need to understand is whatever you're quote unquote passionate about may not be what funds your life, but it may be something that you can leverage uh, to gain enjoyment, then you go get a job like a that actually pays the bills yeah. to fund your passion. Okay, yeah, that's okay. Um, and there's nothing wrong with doing those things. I, I do think um, one of the things that we get caught with is entrepreneurialism is a big deal in our culture right now. Like everybody's like, if you're not the CEO of your own destiny, then you're you're failing. I think that does uh, true entrepreneurs a huge disservice. I do too. Because it floods the market with people who love the benefits of entrepreneurialism, but they don't have, they don't have it in them to be starters. Yeah, there's a lot to that. That's <laughs> four episodes in itself. Right. You know, I think what's, so I agree with you is that, you know, what on that point, I think the, the now and the future is it's, it's great teams. You know, when you think about entrepreneurship and yeah. purpose, mm -hmm. I see it all the time. Where how many times you see leaders that shouldn't be leaders because of that inability to acknowledge, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm leading the group, but it doesn't mean I have to have all the answers. Yep. Or to say, hey, I'm good at this. And, you know, so that gets into ego and pride and all those other things, which can block your ability to serve, which blocks your ability to have great purpose, right? you know? So Simon Sinek, uh, you know, pretty popular about, you know, he talks about why. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I'm going to blow the second book. I just know the content uh, right this second. But he talked about what he felt is a sustainable company in a competitive marketplace. 
And he did a beautiful argument um, inside his book. The thesis was the only win, the only um, organizations are the ones that aren't thinking about beating, like, oh, I got to beat you. It's the ones that are thinking about how do I serve the customer? Yes. And, and there's a connection to that that I don't want to forget inside this conversation because you can have great purpose while making you know, a substantial amount of money or growing a very profitable organization. Mm -hmm. um, so it's interesting because I think that's part of why the individual, that's where we're getting back to the first start of like, who is it that I want to be? There's some people like, no, I want to go serve a nonprofit. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. There's some people say, I want to go solve this problem in the world. And if I solve that problem, millions of people are going to buy my product. Awesome. You know what I mean? Because then that can then fall over to having not just purpose in the marketplace, but then also, you know, in other sectors in your life as well. So to, to springboard off our last episode where we we're talking about leadership in real time, like that's yeah. what we're seeing unveiling is the purpose of why I'm leading in the first place. Totally. The difference between uh, the Ukrainian president and the Russian president, like we're watching um, two very different perspectives yes. on leadership unfold. And, and we want to be a part of one and we want to punish the other one. Yeah. It's just the way it is. We talked about that last episode, which yeah. I think was the catalyst. I mean, this was your idea, which was a great idea. It was a catalyst to this. Yep. It's because we knew that there was a continuation of like, Hey, let's talk about a real time subject that, um, you know, one is, is, uh, sad to see happen, you know, where you're seeing innocent people, Luther's lives for no reason, but then what is what is the greater good that is going to come out of this? Because there's one person, I think there's one person, the president of Ukraine, that is deciding that before he was there, he knew that his purpose, his purpose was to serve his country. Mm -hmm. He's like, whatever time frame I am, I'm going to serve. And we're seeing that just unfold in a, in a way that is that is, he is actually, if you think about it in real time, he's rewriting history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there are very few people that I think we can say that about. Right. You know, where like you can tie a moment in history back to, okay, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington. There's very, very few people in history in themselves. Yep. Yeah. And I think to, to get back to the, the whole idea of entrepreneurialism, if you are like, <clears throat> well, you know, if I'm going to mean something, if I'm going to make money, if I'm going to be the real deal, then I got to be an entrepreneur. Well, no, you don't. You don't. And if you try to do that and you're not an entrepreneur, um, you wind up really damaging yourself and everyone that you're trying to influence because you're trying to be something that you're not. And I think in one of the things we were talking about um, before we started recording was when you get into the business world, it's hard to admit, hey, I'm not that. Like, I know, I know we have this project that needs to be done. I, I can't do that. I'm not the right person to do that. Because there's a fear, and especially if you're in a, in a business where the culture values production over purpose, you know, um, and too far in that continuum, then you wind up uh, really having a fear of like, well, if I say no, yeah, then I could lose my job. Uh, and that's unfortunate. And I think leaders in business need to understand the value of somebody admitting like that we need to honor and celebrate like thank you for being honest about that yeah because because we're going to have a bigger better impact a bigger better product because you were honest about not being good at that yeah i think my encouragement because you know my background is i spent my entire career have my own business and i had a chance to sell it so now i'm in corporate america i i, I think the quest for anybody nowadays shouldn't be about how do i become the person Versus how do I get on a great team? Yep. That's what I personally think. Yeah. And you know, you've said this before, and I'd love for you to unpack this further. Like, you're not particularly 
passionate about the industry that no, you're in. No, no, I'm not. I mean, I, I love what it, it does in the financial industry, you know, when it, in all the positiveness, but I don't wake up every day and go, oh my gosh, like I'm totally geeked up about that. <laughs> There's certain things that I do get geeked up about where I'm able to, to train and I know that that day I'm going to go impact thousands of people. Like that gets me pretty excited. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, how do you feel about having this compliance conversation today? I'm like, not fun at all. Necessary. Got it. Right. But no. And you know what I mean? So, but, but again, but when you find yourself with, with great human beings that have that common purpose, um, that's where I think things get pretty exciting. And I think that's a part of what needs to be discussed on this episode is that, you know, you going alone, like Steve Jobs said, you might be able to go fast, but you won't go far. Right. You just won't go far. And and I think that when I think about at least my future and I'm like, okay, what does purpose look like? I know that journey is not by myself. I don't want it to be by myself. Right. Um, I think when I was younger, I was like, oh man, I've got to be, I got to be that person, right? That's where the ego was kind of talking. You know, I want people to pat me on the back. Like all of us want to be acknowledged. Like, right. Oh, hey, Aaron, great job on Sunday sermon. You know, right. Like you'd be lying if you said that didn't felt good. Right. You know, but but at the same time, because I know who you are, you're like, yeah, there's like hundreds of people around me. Right. You know what I mean? From security to lights to you know what I mean. That's making this happen. And right. And so inside of that organization your people should go, yeah, I'm on a team that's having great purpose. And, and then hopefully that, that shines light to saying, not every day is going to be a great day, but, but, but I am contributing to a greater cause. And I think what you're talking about is so valuable in choosing a job because, like for you, the goal is I got to be in a position, whatever I'm doing, I got to be in a position where I'm influencing, developing yeah. leaders. Okay, I can do that in a lot of different places. Correct. Like I could do it at McDonald's. I could do it at a grocery store. I could do it at a, at a corp in corporate. I can do that. I just know that in order for me to have any sense of purpose in my job, where it's more than just about making money, I have to be able to develop leaders. That's it. That's a powerful insight, right? Yeah. And that helps shape like, okay, well, that means for sure I'm probably not going to work on an assembly line. Yeah. Now, for some people, that's that they're like, I, I love routine. I love habit. I love the same thing every day. That gives me security and peace. It's predictable. It's okay. Wonderful. Then, yeah. then maybe a, a, a assembly line is perfect for you. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're somebody who's like, I got to develop other people. I have to be able to, okay, well then that's probably not going to be. So knowing that what you can say no to yeah. is as important as knowing that as long as this component is a part of my job, I can do that in a lot of different spaces in a lot of different ways. And then, then it becomes like, well, I, I would never work at McDonald's. Well, why not? Yeah. What is it too? It's not, is this beneath you? Like what part of that is beneath? Well, you know, it's, it's just giving people hamburgers or, it could be, no, I'm actually developing yeah. people to become better humans within that work environment. Correct. So it's not even about the product. It's not about the widget or whatever we're producing. It's about the opportunity to influence the people around me. And knowing that gives us a huge opportunity to really expand the, where we could work, what we could do, um, how we could really be fulfilled. Yeah, it makes me think, you know, Napoleon Hill, um, probably the godfather of self-development, you know, in the last century, he talked, you know, the, the first course towards moving towards your purpose is about giving, not getting. 
And I think that has to kind of be the lens. Yeah. So maybe you're at your current job right now and you're like, man, this sucks. I hate it. I'm frustrated. You know, I'm a terrible boss. Like, you know, <clears throat> I'm not saying that you stay there, but how do you, how do you, how do you sow a seed where you're at? Right. You know, and, and that's one thing that I know that I've found myself doing to be more intentional. Like, okay, there's a lot of places that I can start giving more, especially if you're in a leadership role, you might be surprised. Yeah. The other thing that, um, you, you just spark something just to hopefully put a thought out to the universe is one area that I've been purposely doing it is actually with, um, my, uh, my daughter's friends. Mm. Yeah. And it's been pretty awesome. So when they're at my house or they're, Hey, they're in my car and we're driving to go get some ice cream. I just, I'm like, you know what? So I'll, I'll throw like a big bomb question on the table. Like, Hey, so, so what does that mean to you? Well, like really digging in cause these kids don't get asked questions and we've had amazing conversations um, that are kind of taking place. And that's been something to where, you know, even my wife is like, wow, that was a really cool conversation that unpacked this, this child's heart, you yeah. know, this young woman's heart. Absolutely. Um, so it doesn't have to be something over the top or spectacular because there's a lot of opportunities for us to give, um, you know, versus kind of thinking about what we're getting. I, I absolutely love what you're saying. And I, let me just, let me put my pastor hat on. Yeah. So I'm a bit of a cultural context geek. And, and so the context around the Bible is really significant for me. And so the Jewish world and the Jewish context, because these are the people who wrote the Bible, um, has always been a real fascinating interest for me. Um, one of the things that's so big in the Jewish world is the, the family blessing. And um, this is something that I was made aware of a few years ago, and, and it's actually been a game changer in my own life personally. But um, what they, one of the things that they'll do even today in the Orthodox community is they'll line their kids up, and before they go out, uh, they'll speak a blessing over their children every day. Every day they do that. And part of the blessing is calling out like identity. Here's what I see. Yeah. Here's what I see God doing in you. Here's what I see you becoming. Here's how I see you developing as a human. And, and if you think about, like, here's the reality. Jews rep, the Jewish people represent about 8% of the world population. They have, throughout history, they represent about 8% of the world population. They represent less than one-half of 1% 1 of the prison population, and yet they represent a majority of the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. Like, maybe there's something there. <laughs> You, you know what I mean? Like when you speak identity into people, yeah. and I think one of the things that I observe as a pastoral counselor is 100% of the people who come into my office for counseling, at the thing below the thing below the thing below the thing is that they don't believe that they got their parents' blessing. Interesting. And so, because they have no sense of themselves, right? And yeah. so because of that, they carry all these emotional wounds and this junk yeah. going on in their life. And they don't know how to deal with it. And so yeah. to have a space where you're intentionally going, I'm going to speak life into you. Mm -hmm. like, and when I, when I see that, like we can become conduits for people finding their own sense of purpose yeah. because we live in a world that is constantly built around how inadequate you are. Yeah. I, so one thing I did, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, we were going to ice cream with Julia's best friend, Nikki. And I just turned on like, hey, Nikki, I want to tell you, I want, I just, you know, I appreciate you being such a great friend to, to Je Julia. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you specifically what I see. And to your point, I'm not trying to say, hey, look at me. That's not my point of saying this. I'm just saying, like, 
what does that do for another human being to the point of just speaking that, that clarity to it? Cause I think there's energy to that. Absolutely. You know, uh, I know there's the whole thing about law of attraction and you know, I, I kind of personally believe in that in the sense of the energy that I'm giving off and receiving, I don't know how the full science is. So don't email me uh, and be like, Jason's crazy. Um, but you know, you get my point, right? Yeah. And I, I, those are the kind of things that like that have to happen more in this world. Because that, that maybe that pushes her to think more about, wow, I, I didn't, well, thanks for verifying that. Like, you know, it pushes us into what am I called to do? Like, I, you know, the self-esteem, right? Yep. All of that momentum versus just being beat down. Like, hey, you're nobody. You don't have anything to offer. Just go get in line and just become a robot. And you're like, well, no, that's not how God designed us. Right, right. I'll, I'll tell you, um, parenting pro tip, this is, this is <laughs> um, I've done a lot of things wrong as a parent, but there's a few <laughs> things that we've done well. Uh, and I think this is one of them, is that we've always worked really hard to give our kids a sense of who they are, that's like awesome. their identity. And what it does is when you are proactively and intentionally, and we bring that word up a ton, but you got to do this intentionally because if you don't, it'll accidentally not happen. Uh, with our kids, we have intentionally said, this is the things that you are, These, the good things that you are. And, and what we do so much as parents unintentionally is we believe that parenting is about correcting bad behavior. So when a kid acts up, we want to pull them back in line. So we tell them what they're not. You're not supposed to do this. You're not, you're not enough. You're not good. You, you did this wrong. And we focus so much on what they're not that we miss what they are. Totally. And so they leave home with no sense of themselves at all. And now they're stuck. Like, I don't know what yeah. to do with my life. And then they don't have structure on how to deal with issues because, you know, it wasn't coached the right way. Right. There's, there's a lot to that. So I have, uh, we have a daughter, um, that we adopted. She's amazing. And, um, and so, uh, she is the hardest working, most responsible kid and has been ever since she was little, we'd be like, you are just, we would, we would tell her to go clean her room at two, three, four years old. It's like, Hey, you need to go pick up your room. She go do it. And, and when she did that, we would like, Oh my gosh, you are so responsible. That's amazing. Which for a kid is like, air in their sails, yeah. you know? Um, and so she's, she's just like always has been responsible and we've always celebrated. She's always been super kind and generous. And, and so we celebrate that. Um, and so, uh, one, one day she was in junior high, she's middle school and she was struggling to do her chores, which one of her chores is to get, do the dishwasher, load the dishwasher. And she's never had a problem with it. She's ridiculously responsible. And she was going through this period where she was like, uh, just not getting it done, which was so unlike her. And normally, the way that a parent would typically deal this way with it, I was when I was raised, this is the way it got dealt with me. Is like, get, you're going to get grounded, <laughs> get it done. You, you, you know, it's, it's yeah. about correcting bad behavior. Rather than doing that, what I what I did was I sat her down. And I said, Hey, um, you know how we've talked about you being responsible, like ever since you were little. She's like, Yeah. I said, Because you are like you're ridiculously responsible, right? She's like, Yes, I am. And I said, I noticed that you've been struggling to get the dishwasher loaded. And she just hung her head. She was like, yeah. And I said, how does that square with you being responsible? Because that's who you are. And so this doesn't feel like it's consistent with who you actually are. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it doesn't. It doesn't square. And I said, okay, what do you think we should do about that? She was like, I should probably load the dishwasher. I was like... Yep. Done. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Dad yeah. knows when to shut up. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but but because of that, we we rerouted 
bad behavior to good behavior rooted in identity, mm-hmm. not rooted in correcting yeah. bad behavior because I don't need her to feel bad for making a mistake. I need her to live into the truth of who she is. Yeah. That includes being responsible enough to get her chores done. Yeah. When we when we focus on that kind of thing intentionally, we're able to to reinforce even in a corrective conversation, we're able to reinforce identity which now gives them the secure sense of themselves and they're affirmed as good, not as a mistake. Yeah, and I think getting back to the whole conversation we're talking about here is purpose. I, I think that, that is, that's moving another human being towards them finding their purpose. So you're, 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 you're giving feedback, you're verifying, there's, there's a lot that's happening there, encouragement, yes, right? Yes, yes, That they're like, okay, so this is a skill set that, hey, when I do this, this is who I am and... and you don't know how that's going to get used in the future. Right. Um, but, but I just truly believe as I'm listening to you, like that's part of us moving towards that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's so important. We talk so much about, you know, this kind of theme on the show, cause it kind of bubbles up to leadership. And we talk about grit is that the, 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 the idea is about leaning forward into this. It's that feedback loop. I hope that till I take my last breath, that, I got feedback loop that I'm, right. I'm, I'm getting better as to where God has me planted at that particular time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I just feel like that's so powerful. So when we start talking about this, this continuum between purpose and production, I can merge both when I understand well my identity and yeah. I can live in that tension of sometimes I got to focus more on production just because that's the reality of my life. And sometimes I need to know that I'm not going to make that decision because that violates my value system, my purpose. Yeah. Um, and that is, that's just something that's super critical for us to understand. Now that, that leads then to, okay, so when we get into the workplace, um, we got to be people, whether you're not, you're a manager. You don't need to be a leader to do this. You don't need to be a leader in your organization to do this. It may or may not be helpful to do it that way. But even if you're just like organizationally, you're kind of at the bottom, you're, you're at the entry level organizationally, you can speak purpose and identity and life and encouragement into everyone around you. You yeah. can do that. And that's not a... It's not encouragement like, hey, that's a nice outfit, even though that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, hey, I saw you do this, and that was very meaningful. Those kinds of things inspire a culture that help people become more. I think people and organizations and teams that are fueled by purpose solve more problems. Totally agree. And solving more problems brings more value. And when you have more value, there come the economic benefits. It's really that simple. Yep. You know, I think when it comes to business, many people, I, I say it all the time, it's easy but hard. We know what to do. I don't think business is really hard, to be honest with you. It's just it's just hard for people to execute it consistently. And But I think that when you have great organizations that have great teams that go, this is what we're doing and that's who we're serving, it's just... It's just, it's just laws. Yeah. It's just like gravity. Yeah. So uh, I think part of, to, to tie down the bigger picture yeah. here, I think part of what we're discussing is the, the more aware you can be of your own personal identity, like well, who are you, uh, the, the, the better you will be able to live in this tension between purpose and production. You can do them both. Yeah. 
uh, I think, uh, let's go ahead and tie this episode down. Yeah. This is a good one. It, yeah. we, I don't, you guys aren't watching us do this, but we're uh, pointing at each yeah, other and are. leaning in and getting all excited. So I hope you guys care about this as much as we do, because yeah. I can tell you just um, in my own life experience, this one reality is a game changer. Mm -hmm. It's a game changer for, for me, and it's a game changer for the people around me, the better that I can get at it. So if this is beneficial for you, like it, share it with somebody that you think might um, benefit from it. If you have a a friend that's a parent of teenagers and is struggling to know how to parent them, share this episode with them. Because the more that we can get our mind as a parent wrapped around, especially with teenagers, and I would say especially in that middle school window, but it's true in the high school window as well, um, the more that you can point and affirm good, like real positive characteristics and, and call that out, yeah. the more that you're going to find that they live at peace, which means that they're going to argue with you less. <laughs> <laughs> because your kid's at peace, because they have a sense of themselves, right. you know, that it's just so, so, so important. Uh, so share it with somebody that you think would benefit from, from the episode. If you have any, um, any thoughts or ideas about how you live in this tension well, um, between purpose and production, uh, email us at jason at ariel-tribe.com or aaron at ariel-tribe.com. Um, and we'd love to hear from you on that. Or if you have a, a show idea that you'd like for us to tackle in the future, we'd love to hear that from you as well. But until uh, we um, record another episode, we'll be back soon. Until and uh, we will talk again.